Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us on our third Letterkenny Table Read. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll be able to make comments. If I'm able, I will get your comments on the stream for everyone to see. Now a disclaimer. This will, in no way, shape, or form, be anything resembling a professional table read. We will fumble lines, we will laugh, and some of us may be intoxicated in one manner or another. Feel free to join in on the fun. Now, let me introduce myself. I'm Dean, the older, taller, and far less attractive half of the How Are You Now podcast. I run the Podsecure Podcast Network, where How Are You Now resides. I also run, co-host, and or produce the Podsecure Podcast, the Boondocks Podcast, the Disputed Podcast, and the Wandering Type Podcast. Now, aside from pushing all of the buttons, I will be doing the parts of both McMurray and Glenn. I will now have each member of the crew introduce themselves and tell you who they're playing. I will start with my wife, Tiara. Oh, got to remember the mute and unmute here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, I'm Tiara. Uh, tonight, I am Mrs. McMurray. And uh, yeah, you can find me on all the things that he just mentioned. That's pretty much where I am. <laughs> and hopefully in a little bit, you'll be able to buy my book somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go with uh, who's next to me. Awesome. How are you now? Good. And you? That's bad. Right. Uh, yeah, tonight I will be your narrator. So we appreciate that. We appreciate that about you, Dennis. Dennis Guggen. I'm a ruggedly handsome martial artist and security professional. And uh, you can see me at Digipop Customs all over the socials. And I'll be playing Squirrely Dan. Very nice, Mr. Brian. Oh, you're on mute, buddy. Now I got to remember the mute. No mute <laughs> I'm Brian Tan, co-host of the Plotaholics podcast, the Tandemonium Sports Show podcast, and the 2021 Positively Unstoppable Challenge Champion. I oh, yeah. will be reading as Derry. Very nice. Very nice. Ah, Al. How are you now? I'm Al, <laughs> I'm, I'm Al Grego, the host and producer of the Produce Stand. Uh, yes, we are open and Shop Talk podcast. I'm going to, you know, start uh, promoting those two, even though they're for work. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be reading for Wayne and Riley. Very nice. Very nice. And this is my wife. My wife. My wife. Tanya. Hello. I am Tanya. Tanya, I will, um, oh, I can be reached at all the places Al can. Uh, I'm one of the, the co-hosts of uh, um, the Produce Stand, and I will be playing Katie tonight. Very oh, nice. by the way, at Produce Stand Pod, everywhere. Go. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt. How are you now? Good, and you? Awesome, bad. I am another member of the uh, Produce Stand Pod. Uh, you can find me online at the Dude North, uh, basically Twitter. And tonight I will be reading for Coach and Roll. Very nice, very nice. Renee, you're on mute. Hey, uh, my name's Renee Encarnacion. Uh, at Bet You I did on all social medias, the uh, co-host of um, Perfectly Misfit, a veteran-based comedy-based uh, podcast that I do and nobody listens to. Um, and <laughs> I'll be playing Jonesy tonight. Super looking forward to this. Thanks for having me on, guys. Beauty. Beauty. 
And last but not least, Demond, who's on mute. <laughs> not there anymore. Go. There you go. <laughs> God damn it. I hate that. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's well worn, too. From that's going to happen again. <laughs> hey, what's up, nerds and blurs? I am Demond, uh, the opposite of everything Dean said earlier, um, <laughs> except for the handsome part of Disputed. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a famous short person, so I'll just let that one go right now. And uh, you can find me at Demond Does on all the socials, and I am the host of Demond Does as well, as well as the producer of In the In the Stack the Library podcast. Mm-hmm. And Warwick I also Davis is a is a famous short person. Say again, Warwick Davis, Hervé Villachez. We there just used R two D two, didn't we? <laughs> that was King Arthur. Never mind. Those are two yep, very different people. <laughs> that was Katie Baker. My bad. Mr. Parker from Friday. Fucking Irve was the man, though. Sorry. <laughs> I thought he was Deplane. Deplane, boss. Deplane. Deplane, yeah. What's his name? Tattoo. Why do I keep doing the show? That's why. You hear all that laughing? Because you've got nothing else better to do with your time. That too. So before we go too far off the rails, uh, (laughs) if if there are any, uh, like I said, if uh, if anybody out there is watching on uh, on YouTube, uh, I don't think you can do it on Twitter. Uh, You can try if you want to, but I don't think so. Uh, You can leave your friends behind. Uh, But... You can on YouTube. You can leave comments, uh, and if you if you say anything that I can see that uh, that I think is pertinent, I will pop it up on the air uh, for everyone to see. All right. So uh, awesome. Are are you ready to do your thing? Oh shit! I'm ready, something. Coach. All right. Get after it. Dude, you're going. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Very here. Okay. Series six, episode two, a fuss at the golf course. Oh, you're doing series six. Oh shit. No, it's four. It's four. It's I I, I screwed oh. up when I I put it up. I was gonna say wait a minute. It is four. I I miss I typo. All right. Well, let's take it from the top. Series <laughs> four, episode two. <laughs> Great a fuss at the golf course. Scene one, exterior, field, day. Wayne leans against a flatbed trailer holding a German Shepherd puppy while more puppies play on the trailer behind him. He speaks directly to camera. One of your dogs being a degen the other day. Scene two, exterior, farm, back porch, day. Wayne, Dan, and Daryl sit on the back porch having a smoke. Gus lays in front of Daryl, sniffing and licking Daryl's boots. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Don't. Wayne stands up and walks over to Daryl and Gus. Let the dog lick your boot. Off you get. Where you go, where you go, where you go. Gus gets up and walks off the porch, and Wayne goes back to his seat. What's the problem? Your boots are covered in piss. You accuse me of washing my boots in the toilet again? All dudes' shoes are covered in piss. From standing in front of the toilet or a urinal, your stream hits the water or the porcelain, and it gets fucking everywhere. Prove it. Nice way. You ever take a look at the area half a foot in front of a urinal? It's like a miniature swamps. Ants could rise to do it. Ants can't rise to Of course, ants can't ride no seedoos. Wayne looks sharply at Dan after this assertion. Just don't let the dog lick your boots. I mean, not to be an expert on the subject, because of course everybody's a fucking expert. Everybody's a fucking expert. Must be nice. 
You know, when I was coming up, we'd be lucky to even have the dog. Now everyone's a fucking expert. Must be nice. You guys notice that whenever there's a problem, everybody turns to a dog expert? We ought to leave this world behind. The conversation pauses as Wayne takes a contemplative drag off his smoke and exhales slowly. After a moment of silence, Wayne speaks. Maybe they could. Dan looks at Wayne, curious. Maybe you could. Ants. Good what? Ride CDs. Dan looks at Daryl, then back to Wayne, as though perhaps Wayne's lost his mind. Good buddy. There's a lot of variables at play here, obviously. But if you ask me, I've heard crazier things than ants riding sea doos. I'd say sure. You need a scientist. You need a team of scientists, I think. Well, that's are smart enough to walk in single files and protect their queen, so... You know, they're just a stone's throw away from humans, intelligence-wise. They're a hop, skip, jump, if you really think about it. You get a scientist to make CDU for an ant? Well, I think a team of scientists, a good one, for sure. The scientists making CDUs for ants would be a tireless job. Thankless, likely, too. Well, you operate the gas with your thumbs on a CDU, so ants ain't got no thumbs, so that's right there's your first obstacles. No, you, you'd have to get the scientists to make the gas a push button so the ants could just put the foot on it. It's like, if a team of scientists were was building a sea for an ant, they could likely just as easily build an ant bionic thumb to uh, operate the gas with, so there's options there. Yeah, and ant would need a license to operate personal watercraft. It's not a big deal. You can get that over the weekend, bing, bang, boom. Yeah, uh, the scientists would have to build, build them a PFD because... They wouldn't let them take the course without it. Ants would have no problem stabilizing themselves out of the out on the sea dews because on accounts they got more arms and legs than we do. So they've got legs up on us there if he wants to be clever about it. If I'm an ant, I'm operating the sea dew with my antenna. That way I've got all those arms and legs to stabilize myself on the machine, which you'd need like if it was a wavy day on the water. But it'd still take a lot of concentration from an ant. Like, the ant's going to fall off two or three times when he gets going. So it's just trial and error. I don't know. You don't know what? Well, think about, honey, I shrunk the kids. Think about how helpful and resilient the ant was at the, end, at the entire journey. Want to know what? I'm just going to come out and right out and say it. The kids might never have got unshrunk if it weren't for the ant. That's all well and good, but... I'm actually quite surprised you guys suggest that the ants would just up and abandon as a post protecting the queens as to go rides on sea dudes. Wayne and Daryl both take umbrage at this assumption. Well, you all know that ant, Dan. You know nothing about the ant, Dan. That's rather presumptuous of you. <laughs> You're an ant coming up in a tough neighborhood, never caught a break in your life. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a team of scientists outside your door with a sea dew. Dan, look me right in the eye right now and tell me you don't ride it. The ants' buddies would be thrilled to help him out. They'd happily go for a ship protecting the queen. Opportunity like that, they'd be lining up around the anthill. How many more opportunities like that you think the ant's going to get? Not many. That's the first ant in the colony to ride a sea dude. That's his legacy. They'd be talking about that ant intercolonially. <laughs> Fire ants wouldn't fuck with him. He rides sea dudes. What's the alternative? Yeah, what's the alternative? Work on an ant farm? That ant's got a life on the outside. He's got to live it, goddammit. His eyes might have been cut. He might have mouths to feed. You don't know. 
His wife's thinking about leaving him, taking the kids too. I was out of line. God, that was so God, that was so good, guys. By the way, <laughs> holy shit, you guys fucking nailed that. God damn it, that was so fucking good. Holy shit, a, a just Bronx took me tale ant edition. <laughs> oh well, now it's just can't sleeves. <laughs> can't ants can't get it. <laughs> well, good people make mistakes, Dan. Yeah, it's all right. Just, just like I don't know. Like, down the road, I think, if you hear somebody talking about something they don't know, really know, you'll swiftly correct them. I think it's important that we just learned something around here. Not to be an expert, because everybody's a fucking expert. Scene three. Fe exterior. Field. Day. Close on. Wayne still leaning against the trailer with all the puppies. Must be nice. Opening title card. Scene four, exterior, produce stand, day. The Hicks are hanging out in front of the produce stand. Wayne, Dan, Daryl, and Daryl are smoking again, and Katie is relaxing in her lounger. She looks up as Riley pulls into the laneway in his Jeep and parks. He stands up and leans his arms over the windscreen to greet Katie. Before he can speak, she interrupts him. Can you get me some sour candies? Riley looks around for support, finds none. Sure, kitty cat. He backs the Jeep out of the laneway and takes off for town immediately. You got some well trained, don't you? As soon as Riley's gone, the McMurrays pull into the laneway and park. They climb out of their truck, visibly agitated. Wait, now, are you now? Not so bad. Good and you. Now, hold on. Now, now, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Now, we ain't got time for the pleasantries. All right. You guys heard what the hockey coach is up to at the golf course? Fuck off. Fucking ink socks wearing Sally's. That's all I know. <laughs> that fucking twat says there's too much shits from Canada Gooses on the golf course. There's too much shit from Canada Gooses everywhere. Just keep your dog out of it and keep walking. <clears throat> exactly. But get this. To curb the amounts of shits from Canada gooses that degenerate some bitch, put wheels in motion to oil and grease up the eggs. Hot uh, Jimmy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, you guys, I'm going to have to dip out for just a second because I have a thing with my laptop. I will be right back. Ooh. All right. Should we so continue? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll narrate. I was going to say, if you need Let's me to narrate, back. I can handle it. Yeah. One of you do it for a little bit. All right. I'll be right back. All right. All right. McMurray kicks the ground in frustration as he speaks. Hot Jimmy. What the fuck are you talking about oil and grease up the eggs? They tracked down the Canada Goose's nest. They put oil on the Canada Goose's eggs so they won't hatch. What? 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 Mother Canada Goose's. Oh, sorry. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Let's take that back again. I was trying to do too many things at once. That's what right. she said. All right, so uh, hatch, but they never lay the egg. Sorry. What? Wayne. Yeah. Wait, so, what? Oh, Wayne. what? Derry? We're doing it. Oh, We're starting from the sorry. top of the what? This is going well. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I Derry. I'm like, wait, what? We were lost. I think we were going back. Anyway, I think you skipped ahead a little bit because yeah, yeah. Line for the what? Yeah, Derry doesn't do anything. Everyone says what, and then McMurray says something. Everyone says what together. 
I said, oh, yeah. And then all is, yeah, then all is what? Yeah. Okay. So let's go back. Okay. Oh, what? 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 So Mother Canada Gooses sit on their eggs and wait diligently for them to hatch, but they never hatch. Canada Gooselings die inside the egg. What? Wayne throws his beer bottle on the ground. Wait, are we doing those or not? No, just read it. Just say just, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, just hit them. Okay. What? What? <laughs> what? Wow, this is such a shit show. The wheels are falling right off the stage. Half of them falling out of a red air. I've never been so irate in my whole fucking life. You don't fuck with Mother Nature. You don't fuck with it, cocksucker. Don't. You don't fuck with motherhood. There's a special place in heaven for animal lovers. That's all I know. Those are fucking Canada gooses. Those are Canada's fucking gooses. Canada gooses are majestics, barrel-chested. They have these of all ornithologies. They're leaders. Born and bred leaders. Canada gooses are van fucking guard. Avant fucking guard. Guardians of the fucking galaxy. Well, I don't know what. You got a problem with Canada Gooses? You got a problem with me. And I suggest you let that marinate. Now, coach is an expert on Canada Gooses. Must be fucking nice. When I was coming up, you'd be lucky to even have Canada Gooses. Now we got so many, you start killing their babies. Must be fucking nice. You guys ever notice, as soon as there's a problem around here, everybody starts killing Canada Gooses, <clears throat> we ought to leave this fucking world behind. Canada Gooses mate for life. They're just like you and me. McMurray and Mrs. McMurray hold hands. Those <laughs> cocksuckers help each other fly when they're in the air, and they look out for each other. Now you want to kill them for taking shits? You know, I saw two Canada gooses mount a swan one time, and you got to think, that swan told your friend about it. I think we all need to take a good look at the mirror and ask ourselves, where we would be without Canada Gooses. We cannot allow this to happen. We will not allow this to happen. I'm about ready to put some anthrax in the fucking mail here. That's all I know. Settle down, baby. Settle down. Hey, oh, this fuck. is gonna take forever because we're gonna be like, my Friday's blown. I'm done. 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 I'm Oh yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, you're <laughs> Whoops. Okay. I highlighted it. Uh, <laughs> that's all right, baby. It's okay. You hold, you hold my hand. You read my law, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. So, hey, Wayne abruptly jumps up out of his chair. Let's hit the golf course. Scene five: Interior, the basement gym. Day. The gym is crowded full of people working out. Riley checks his phone as he walks to a piece of weightlifting machinery and doesn't notice Jonesy until they almost bump into each other. They're both subdued and awkward. Uh, hey, hey, buddy. Uh, hey, buddy. You uh, throwing some weights around, eh? Basting it up. Nice. Muscle confusing. Progressive overloading. Getting yoked. Yoked. 
Nice. Riley looks at the weightlifting bench, searching for something to say. Could you could use a spot every now and then, though, you know? Could use a spot sometimes, too. Riley tries to act like everything's okay. But I'm I'm fine, though, man. Like, I'm good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. Dude, dude. Super good, man. Like, thanks for... Rayleigh goes for a high five at the same time Jonesy goes for a fist bump. They make contact, but they're not on the same page like they usually are. A gym babe walks by and they turn to follow her as she passes. Snipe. Sniper. Dax and Ron are posing by another machine across the room and open fire on Riley and Jonesy. Who's Dax? I don't see a Dax. On I'll take I'll take Dax. Who brought the rockets, boys? Whoever run. Who's yeah. the brothers of fucking rockets, boys? I'll celebrate your biscuit all night, bud. Ever gone bar up ski? A D-Gen, 30s, tall, heavy set, neck beard you could lose a possum in. Walks <laughs> through the middle of their conversation. Fuck. He walks away. <laughs> And Ron, Dax and Ron chirp him relentlessly as he goes. I just know your dad's safer when I fist his ass, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that one hits hard. I love that. Great. <laughs> like, and the delivery was just what chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you were supposed to, Brian. You were you were supposed to be playing Dax. <laughs> oh. oh, so you got oh. it anyway. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Feeling and your feeling was right. Yes. We got real dirty with his dangle, bud. Fucked your dad with chapped lips and a runny nose. I fucked your dad with bad breath and bo. They nod at each other. Job well done. They turn back to Rayleigh and Jonesy and continue the conversation. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order shoot is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Oshie. You ever seen a two-way center man with jam like this, boys? Let's see some jam, boys. Let's see you. Dax points at Riley. Jam it right up there. Dax gestures at Jonesy as he speaks. Need a pest for your roster? I'm a shit disturber. I'll disturb your <laughs> shit all night. <laughs> Damon, is that your son behind you, Damon? What? Is that your son behind you? Stepson. <laughs> Stepson. Oh, you got played, son. Oh, we got oh, played. Well played. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Dude, I never knew that hockey could be so ironic. <laughs> okay, fan yourselves, ladies. <clears throat> Rayleigh and Jonesy turn back to each other, ignoring Dax and Ron. I should, I should really get back to Katie, buddy. Good call. Man, she makes me do stuff for her, like, all the time. Oh, I'll play chill with you, buddy. No, that's Damon's line. Oh, He's sorry, right. sorry. Oh, I am right. Yeah. I am right. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, I got too quiet. Are you <laughs> chatting with other women? 
Is that what you're doing, Demond? Close the I... chat window. <laughs> so, Demond, Demond, just checking his OnlyFans. Actually, actually, you guys are over here, so I could see the deck on script. <laughs> I'll play. I'll play Joe. I'll play Cho with you, buddy. Rayleigh, or fucking, where am I? Yeah, Rayleigh, Rayleigh and Jonesy look at Ron. Let's hit that A button. A, 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 A. And if he gets tired, <laughs> I'll be right there to hit A, 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 A. Ron holds up a finger and Dax grabs it. I'll cover his point. Dax starts rubbing the tip of Ron's fingers. It, it actually would have worked so well if Damon held Eddie. his finger up because <laughs> uh, right yeah, they're right oh. on top of each other. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <Gateway> too. <laughs> there you go. Any day. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Oh, oh, Riley and Jonesy turn to face each other again. Must be nice. I'm waiting for Leon to say it was sorry. Happening. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. It was just we weren't Leoning that one. I was too busy on the fucking angle. Oh. Must be fucking nice. Must be nice. <laughs> wow. Now can we try and get that in stereo or okay, is three, that too much? One, two, one. three. Must be Must nice. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you really needed it? Was it that, that broke? Yes, that, broke. Was that important? That broken glass is like a pie in the face. It's too hilarious. That's that shepherd's crook coming from the stage to just there you go. put the bumble away. Come on, bud. Right. Sort yourself out, bud. Figure it out. Scene six. Exterior. Golf course. Day. Close on coach as he takes a swing with his golf club. There's a crowd around him clapping politely and a caddy. He turns to address the crowd. Thank you. I'm, I'm very good. Golf club too. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen of the letter, Kenny gray, granite, copper Creek, whistle, gridge, golf and country club. Wow. Goose droppings will no longer be impeding on play on this lovely course. The crowd applauds again. Thank you, thank you. Now let's hit the links. Wayne throws a beer bottle on the ground, smashing it. In his other hand, he has a cigarette. He stands next to a golf cart. Katie is sitting in the seat, and Daryl is leaning against the side. They both also have beer bottles. Has someone around here got a problem with Canada Gooses taking Canada Gooses? Deuces? <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Dan stands in front of another golf cart. This one with Mrs. McMurray in the seat and McMurray standing next to him. Dan throws his beer bottle on the ground, smashing it. He takes a cigarette out of his mouth. When I was coming up, we'd be lucky to even have oils for our tractors. Now you got so much of it, you want to pour down eggs. Must be fucking nice. Whenever anyone's got a problem these days, it's straight to dumping oil on it. Ought to leave this world behind. You want to know what? You got a problem with Canada Gooses? You got a problem with me. And I suggest you let that one marinate. Leave the egg painting to the Easter Bunny, you pile of shit. Your wardrobe color scheme looks like a bipolar spell. Get those cocksuckers <laughs> off your feet. Pardon? Get those cocksuckers off your feet. <clears throat> Pardon? 
The ankle socks, you fucking Sally. How does your wife let you leave the house looking like that, huh? Uh, my wife died three years ago. Well, one look at you, and it's clear she's in a better place now. The entire show. That is so me. <laughs> Damn. And honestly, like I practiced that one so many times because every time I was like, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> can I believe in you? That fucking hurts. But yeah, you should right. one more. You just say it one more time. Just make sure you nail it. <laughs> Yeah, well, one look at you and it's clear she's in a better place now, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> look, the oiling of the goose egg was approved by the board, all right? Coach turns and gestures at the crowd obsequiously. And a fine board it is. So your little breaking glass display is not going to work. That's why we have a new bylaw that prohibits glass bottles. So all of you are going to get fined. Find my balls, you fucking dandy. Find them and suck them while they're at it, you chooch. <laughs> I will do neither of those things, good sir. <laughs> that is a great response. <laughs> that was perfect. Okay. I will do neither of those things. Especially if you know him as a comedian. Like, yeah. that's a thing he would say. I, I would do neither of those things, sir. <laughs> you would put, like, the southern drawl on. Sir, yeah, I was going to say. I would do neither of those things. I was about to sing. Since when did Foghorn Leghorn start? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, <laughs> no, that, that's exactly how he would his, fucking Yeah, play. his stand-up. <laughs> his stand-up would be on right on that. <laughs> There's a special place in heaven for animal lovers. That's what I always say. Yes, and those animals will have a special place in heaven as well, along with my wife, Barbara. So let's hit the links. Fucking embarrassing. I think I'm just going to keep the glass breaking thing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Coach stalks back to his golf clubs. Oh, fucking embarrassing. Well, now I got to oh, Fucking embarrassing. You had one job in that. <laughs> Kick a can of garbage. Kick the garbage. Yeah, can. where's your garbage can? Did you say? There's the so much. Excuse The caddy holds up a sign, but instead of the expected silence, it reads embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to drive my car into a crowd. Just simmer down, baby. <laughs> Let's get to work on getting the Canada Gooses off the golf course. We have some coyote decoys in the shed. Work for the golf course off the Maitlands River. Mm-hmm. It'll work here, too. Pitter-patter. We'll get to work on getting them ankle, ankle socks off the golf course. McMurray pulls a small, round tin out of the front pocket of his jeans. As he speaks, he opens it and applies the contents to his face. <laughs> it's by black. Ain't that right, baby? Mm-hmm. Let's do this. All right. Scene seven. Exterior. Dollar store. Day. Slow-mo. Glenn walks up to the dollar store car park. EDM plays over the scene. He's carrying a plastic milk crate and a Bible in a fancy cover. He sets the milk crate down so he can stand on it. Slow-mo. The skids walk up to the very same spot, 
carrying the cardboard they use for their dance battles. Connor and Darian set up the stage, dropping their sheets of cardboard and fumbling a bit. We pull wide and see Jonesy stuck right in the middle of the two warring factions. We're back to regular speed. Jonesy! What's up, boys? Nothing. You? Nothing. I'm not really doing a whole lot of anything these days. Oh, oh, be my altar boy, man, be my altar man. The Lord worketh dayeth and nighteth in his battle to cast away the heathenses. That's a lot of work for one Lord <laughs> alone. The Lord could use us some helpeth in his fight against the heathenses. <laughs> I'm sorry, heathenses kills me. <laughs> I hate the scene. I hate the scene so much. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled wax Stewart in the leg, oh, prompting him to offer a counter argument. No, the Lord of have all the help in the world. Glenn hisses at the skids like a cat. <laughs> and all they want is your money anyway. The skids all crowd together and put their arms around each other, trying to appear chummy and inviting. Join us, connect, conjugate, coalesce. I'm not really religious, boys. That'll do. I have nothing really against it, though. That'll do. <laughs> I mean, can't we all just hang out? No! 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 <laughs> <clears throat> just always that one fucker offbeat. <laughs> Usually me, all right? I'm sorry, I didn't do one on that one. <laughs> No, you should. I was premature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad for your poor wife. Oh. Oh. Scene oh. eight. Exterior. The tip fucker brought me back. The tip fucker brought okay, me back. Who, who's big sexy? Who just did big sexy? Because that was amazing. That was amazing. God damn it. Thank God you. God damn it. Oh. Oh, establishing shots of our scene. Where are we? Oh, shit. Page 20. <laughs> right, thank you. 19 on mine, but okay. Ah, 17 on mine. Yep. Watch your, watch your nose. <laughs> Aren't we on page two? <laughs> uh, all right. Any good? All right. Next scene. Better powder. Yeah. Scene Got eight. It. Exterior golf course. Day. Establishing shots of Canada gooses on the golf course. Canada gooses in the water hazards. Canada gooses honking. Wayne, Kate, Dan, and Daryl are next to a pond, setting up the coyote decoys. Katie positions a freestanding decoy while Wayne holds his hand out to Dan. Dan passes him a mallet. Coyotes, most obnoxious predators of rural Canada's. Wayne hammers the decoy into the ground, then flips the mallet and lets it fall as he takes out light the smoke. Dan and Daryl do likewise. Tannis will give you 65 bucks for a tail for picking them off. Kill coyotes all day? Coyotes will raid your hen houses. Coyotes attack your livestock, too. You don't see no Canada gooses stealing from nobody, good or bad. No. You know what Canada gooses do? Canada gooses helps the people who's what's being stolen from. That's what Canada gooses do. <laughs> Tell you what, if you're accusing Canada gooses of stealing, 
You're accusing me of stealing, and I suggest you let that one marinate. Let's get real here. Coyote decoys work on Canada Gooses, but there's not a coyote on the planet Earth that wants nothing to do with no Canada Gooses. Lions is lucky. Canada Gooses don't migrate to Africa. Then they'd be extinct. <laughs> the only animal in the animal kingdom that wants anything to do with Canada Gooses is Canada Mooses. Katie starts looking impatient and bored, clearly done with the boys' nonsense. Well, Mike Tyson had a pretty good run of things. You want to know why? No Canada Gooses in his weight class. Katie starts fidgeting. She has something to say, but she can't get a word in edgeways between these dummies. Don't you remember when that plane had to land on the river in New York because Canada Gooses flew into the engine? That's because Canada Gooses likely had intel. There was a pedophile or two on board and took matters into their own hands. <laughs> Wayne turns sharply to look at Katie. <laughs> As they should. No innocent people hurt either. Think that's fluke? You tell me that's fluke. Go ahead and try to tell me that's a fluke. You try to tell me that's a fluke right now. Okay, look. <laughs> no Canada gooses on the golf course means no eggs to be oiled. Animal cruelty avoided. Fucking A. You know what? When I was coming up, you'd be lucky to even have any animals. Now you got so many animals, you want to be cruel to them. Must be fucking nice. It's like anytime anybody's got a problem these days, it's straight to being cruel to animals. We ought to leave this world behind. Keep it moving. I want to get some sun in today. There's still lots to do. For Canada Gooses? And and Scene nine. Exterior. Golf course. Day. Coach sets up to take a swing. Just as he brings his club down, we hear McMurray. Quack! Who's that? Coach Bloom's <laughs> frustration. <laughs> we see the McMurrays approaching in a golf cart at speed. McMurray has a puppers in his hand as he drives. We cut back <laughs> quickly between Coach and the McMurrays. Fucking embarrassing. McMurray drives in circles around Coach, shouting abuse as he goes. You gonna replace that dip there, asshole? Mrs. McMurray smashes a beer bottle on the dash of the golf cart. That cocksucker went farther than you, your ball ever did, you Sally. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, where's a broken glass? You got your pitching wedge in there? I got a pitch for you. Go fuck yourself. That's really aggressive. <laughs> That's really aggressive. That's really aggressive. Fuck. Heard you were sexually harassing the beer cart girls. Well, we have a beer cart boy in this club, so... Harassing. Hey, hey, oh, bless you. God damn. That was perfect. Hey, uh, hey, harassing. I'm sorry. You nailed that one. Sorry. Go. Bingo. McMurray laughed. <laughs> Self-respect, you fucking Sally. You're in Canada Goose's land. You better fix that divot, because Canada Gooses would fix it for you. There's a special place in heaven for freaking animal lovers. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself, baby. McMurray smashes his beer bottle on the ground and makes one last circle around Coach before he drives off. He leaves with a parting shot. You suck! Go fuck yourself, you Sally! <laughs> Coach grunts in frustration, throws his club to the ground, and kicks it. Mrs. McMurray throwing, spitting hot fire in this episode, oh, man. serious. Mac is a fucking savage. She Holy is. Shit. She is Mac like literally keeps her from going like full on psychopath on people. I you don't, don't, don't fuck with mother nature. Five inches of dick is good for something, eh? 
Dude, Mrs. McMurray is like Maybe Ghost that's Rider. so angry all the time. <laughs> One extra inch might have made her a little happier. Maybe it's 5.15 inches around. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Hey. Oh, my. I, I heard girth can be a little painful. That's a bit much, yeah. May not hit the end, but I'll scrape the shit out of the side. <laughs> oh just, just like that goddamn boat in the fucking Suez Canal. Holy Christ. That's what I told Sharon on her first date. <laughs> okay, scene 10. To the Exterior. Can. Dollar store. Day. Inside <laughs> the dollar store, the battle rages. <clears throat> Outside the dollar store, the battle for Jonesy's immortal soul continues. Glenn on one side, the skids on the other, and Jonesy himself caught between them. All right, Jonesy, despite catastrophic contrariness in character and concerning contrast in conduct, disturbing disparity in demeanor. Don't be redundant, Rold. <laughs> oh my God, I just woke up. Remind me, do you enjoy gaming? Yeah. Dancing. Dancing. <laughs> no. Hard drugs. <laughs> Hard drugs. That's a fight on sight, buddy. Stuart pushes Rold out in front of him. Rold stumbles, but squares up anyway. Wait, oui, say parfait. Pardon? I think you mean pardon. Mais donc, que fait que allons-y, Jonesy? Do you like bread? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the body of Christ. Do you like wine? Sure. That's the blood of Christ. Do you like singing? Um. Do 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 do. Do do. Oh Lord, you hear it? It's the voice of an angel. <laughs> I think the choice is clear, Stuart. <laughs> but gaming, gaming. <laughs> Uh, I love chill, boys. Chill it is. Chill it is. Chill, uh, no, no, uh, what about? Cheese. Momentary. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was reading it. I just wasn't talking. <laughs> I figured you were just letting me go for it. I can see your lips moving, but 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 I can't make out the words. Come on. Oh, best episode ever. So it's gonna be like three times longer than anyone. Fuck's sake. Glenn flounders momentarily, looking for anything to get Jonesy on his side. Cheese. Glenn hears what he just said and looks disappointed in himself. Wait, where am I? You're a cheese. Bottle of page twenty-six. Say the word cheese. Cheese. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lenny does his best at defending what is obviously a very stupid argument. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> yes, cheese. Everyone knows that cheese is the milk of Christ. You've hit the mother load of cheese, cheesy yumminess when you pick Christ. It's a classic. Bread, wine, cheese, and also cured and dried and salted meats. That's the flesh of Christ. Huh? See Corinthians. <laughs> and bumps into Stuart. Glenn speaks to Jonesy. <clears throat> Bread, wine, cheese, oh, and meat. Uh, Christianity is a charcuterie board. Come have some charcuterie with Christ, Jonesy. You'll like it. It's yummy. Blasphemy. Sacrilege. What would you know? We hear a car door close, and Riley bounds up to Jonesy like an overexcited golden retriever. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Can you send you for some uh, sour candies again? Yeah, buddy. Buddy, you should just buy a bunch of packs of sour candies. You put all the packs of uh, sour candies in a jar, case, and you want them to keep coming into town to get sour candies. She'll have all the sour candy she'll, she wants right there. Especially with gas. Riley is in awe of Jonesy's towering intellect. <laughs> did did you know that you're Nailed the smartest it. person that I've ever met? Back off, Riley. Jonesy's coming with me. No, he's not. He's coming with us. <laughs> Jonesy tries to explain to Riley. I need a crew, buddy. Riley is speechless, betrayed. As Glenn tempts Jonesy with blasphemous charcuterie, Riley takes his hurt feelings into the store to buy Katie sour candies and leaves Jonesy to his fate. Jonesy, wants some charcuterie of Christ? You must be hungry. You want a snacky? Christ gives you snackies. Cut the scene. <laughs> Jones, come here, Jonesy. You want a little snacky? Just... Glenn hisses at the skids <laughs> like a pissed off cat. <laughs> Jonesy, come here, Jonesy. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Come here, Josie. Yummy, yummy. Snack it down. Jose. Yummy, Jose. yummy. Come here, snack Jose. down. Come on. Glenn and the skids all speak over each other, yummy, and the skids yummy, start yummy. acting like hyperactive chimpanzees trying to recruit a new member into their colony. They and jump and climb all over each other. Yummy, yummy. And Connor and Darian start finger combing each other for bugs. Come on. Stuart thumps his chest like a gorilla. Glenn calls Jonesy like he's a particularly damn, albeit rescue dog. Come on, Jonesy. Come on. Jonesy looks back and forth between his two options. Torn. Who's the good Jonesy? Come here. Come here, Jonesy. Come here, Jonesy. Yummy, yummy. Who's the good Jonesy? Jonesy. 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 Come here, Jonesy. Come here, Jonesy. Come here, Jonesy. Come here, Jonesy. <laughs> and scene. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> oh my god, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> All right, scene 11, exterior golf course day. Establishing shot of Canada Gooses on the golf course. Coach is concentrating on his next swing. As he pulls back his putter, we hear Wayne. Fuck golf. <laughs> Coach misses his shot and the ball caroms off. He stomps and addresses the Hicks, who are sitting in their golf carts and smoking. Fucking embarrassing! Would you stop talking so I can enjoy this peaceful game? 
How fucking peaceful can it be hacking it up all day, bud? You fucking suck. You're terrible. I'm not sure time heals that wound. Must Damn. be nice to have time to hack it up all day. Must be nice. When I was coming up, we'd be lucky to even have time to relax. Now you got enough time to relax and hack it up. Must be fucking nice. Whenever, whenever anybody has a problem these days, it's straight to hacking it up and make yourself look like a fucking fool on the lakes. We ought to leave this world behind. Look. The geese. Gooses! They're just pheasants with better marketing. You got a problem with Canada Gooses? You got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. You play Beatles, Beatles White Album backwards? You know what you hear? Canada Gooses. Same thing for Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> and everything Shania Twain's ever recorded. <laughs> They buried Candy Goose's feather at center ice for Crosby's golden goal in 2010. When Columbus found North America and the Native Americans were in it, you know what helped them find the way? Canada Gooses. And what do you hear right before JFK's got assassinated there, fuzzy sellers? A Canada Goose is trying to warn them. <laughs> <laughs> Canada Gooses are the Chuck Norris of the animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever notice where there's always a Canada goose flying overhead and there's a fire? They're flapping water on it, but no one calls them heroes. They're not in it for the glory. They're in it for the people, for the relationships. I've noticed walking down the path of life, usually in the deepest and darkest, saddest times, there was always one set of footprints in the sand, and they were whipped. And my wife were here, instead of getting a cock-sucking gin and tonic, she said there's a special place in heaven for animal lovers. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> he took footprints and made it even made it so cool. They lived. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, coach. Coach turns to his cat. Oh, you already, you already said it. You said I said it. it. I was on the oh, control okay. your laughter there, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't hear that. Sorry. Uh, Coach turns to his caddy who runs over with a small trash can. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Coach kicks the plastic bin and his golf bag, then finishes <laughs> destroying it with his putter. Matt must have his paper in there. Getting that note on the webbed just is haunting me. It's like <laughs> giggling, thinking about it right now. <clears throat> okay. Scene 12. Exterior. Produce stand. Day. Riley exits the Jeep with a full bag of sour candies and approaches Katie, who is laying on her lounger. See anyone uptown? Yeah. Uh, Roald, Stuart, Glenn, and, you know, Jonesy. Rayleigh changes the subject quickly, holding up the overfull, overstuffed bag of sweets. I got you a whole bag of sour candies so you can put them in a big jar and put them on the counter. It's just, just for you, kitty cat. Oh, uh, no, I wanted the sour jelly beans. Okay, but I just drove all the way to town and, and back, so... Uh... Well, maybe Jonesy can pick them up, or is Jonesy gone? Close in on Riley's face, Katie's words echo around his empty skull. 
forcing him to confront the possibility of a future devoid of his best bro. Is Jonesy gone? Jonesy gone? Jonesy gone? No! Oh, wait. He snaps out of it. Decision made. No! Katie startles at Riley's sudden yell. No. No, no, I'll... I'll go. I'll go get. I'll go get them. Rayleigh runs back to the jeep. He knows what he has to do. Scene thirteen. Exterior dollar store thing. <clears throat> Slow mo. Jonesy's still caught between Glenn and the skids, looking back and forth between them, unable to choose. Then he sees it. His salvation. Rayleigh pulls up in his bright red Jeep and slams on the brakes. They make eye contact across the car park. Quick cuts between Riley and Jonesy looking at each other with longing and hope. Riley plants his hand on the window of the Jeep, reaching out for Jonesy. <clears throat> Jonesy smiles. That's all the sign he needs. He takes off running. Glenn watches him go, heartbroken. Jonesy gets in the Jeep and bangs knuckles with Riley. The soulmates are reunited. They drive off into the sunset together, happily ever after. Let no man tear asunder what God hath wrought here today. Glenn raises his fists to the sky, yelling. All was in vain. The skids are still pretending to be chimps, but Stuart has one arm extended, palm flat out, trying to use the force to bring Jonesy back. <clears throat> Scene 14. Exterior. Golf course. Day. Back at the golf course, nobody's moved. Daryl throws his beer bottle to the ground, smashing it. So, if I start taking shits on your golf course, you're gonna start killing my babies? Because it's the exact same thing with Canada Gooses. It's the exact same thing! Ah, it's fucking embarrassing dan throws his beer bottle to the ground smashing it and how do you think evil knievel's made all them daredevil jumps there shitty john jaylees canada Googles. <laughs> didn't let him in their jet streams that's how that that is not true same thing goes for evil knievel jr travis pastrana they owe everything they have to canada gooses it's not true mcmurray throws his beer bottle to the ground smashing it Uh, Dean? You're, you're muted, Dean. You're muted, bud. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and most people don't know this, but Canada Gooses were the deciding factor in the Quebec referendum. They kept this country together. Wayne throws his beer bottle on the ground, smashing it. You got a problem with, Canada, with animal lovers? You got a problem with me? And I suggest you let that one marinate. Coach loses patience, yelling and flailing his arms and the golf club around. Fine. Fine. The geese. Goosey! Coach makes an inarticulate noise of rage. Mm. I will call off the oiling of the goose eggs, all right? If you will all leave this golf course, all right? And let the members of the Letterkenny, Grey Granite, Copper Creek, Whistle Ridge Golf, and goddamn Country Club Play this game in peace. <laughs> Wayne climbs out of the golf cart and stands at attention. Do we have your word? You have 
My word. And come look at me in the eye and shake my fucking hand. Coach drops his club on the green and walks over to Wayne. McMurray, Daryl, and Dan provide a chorus of heckles. Hop to it! Get moving, Tiger Strike Woods. Horizontal straps are never flattering. Wayne and Coach shake hands. A deal has been reached. Wayne immediately drops Coach's hand and climbs back into the golf cart. He doesn't even wait until they start moving to chirp Coach. Thank fucking Christ. I'm so happy to leave this fucking goop factory. Holy shit, you hack it up. Unreal. Get some ankle socks, you dickhead. Coach once again demands something to take his anger out on. Come on. Come on. Come on. The caddy sets up Coach's golf bag and barely gets out of the way before Coach tries to bury his foot in it. The insults just keep coming, the Hicks's voices dopplering and fading as they drive away. The caddy picks up the abused kit and the golfists walk off. Replace those divots! Those Canada gooses will do it for you! The fucking grass grows! <laughs> Go for an honor palmer! <laughs> 16. Exterior. Golf course. Day. Two golf carts face the pond from earlier. Wayne and Dan occupy one. The McMurray's the other. Daryl stands in between. We see all of them from behind. You know, it's hard not to have Canada Gooses backs when they're so close to us as humans. Male Canada Gooses help female Canada Gooses. You're fucking hammered, eh? <laughs> McMurray and Mrs. McMurray smile and rub noses deeply in love and deeply drunk as Mrs. McMurray swishes her glass of gene tea to show it off. Pretty hard to believe that Canada gooses are still labeled as pest species in most rural areas. Well, the shoe fits where truth hurts, bear it, bud. I'll always root for the underdog. <laughs> Canada gooselings are pretty cute when they hash, though, right? Well, no, no, no arguments there, good buddy. Fucking A. You ever see how Canada gooses stray feathers floating on the water? They're just not even like other birds' feathers. They'll get all waterlogged and shit. No, they're aerodynamic, aquadynamic. It's almost like the ants could use their feathers to race them as kayaks or some shit. Derry looks over at Wayne and Dan at the same time they look over at him. Ants can't race no kayaks, baby. <laughs> of course they can't. Ants can't race no kayaks, honey. The McMurrays snicker with each other over the absurdity of ants racing kayaks. Well, maybe they could. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne pats Dan's shoulder. Ten credits. All right, you motherfuckers. This was the end credits one. I did the there one. It. Yeah, it only took uh. us to triple the time of an episode. <laughs> uh, Tress wants to know what what the fuck golfists are. <laughs> I, I, that one too. I was actually curious if that was a real word. I said what I said, and I wrote what I wrote. I loved it. I loved it. Said I said what I said. Oh, fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, shit. oh man, we all got we all got there. We made it. We made it. <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of embarrassing. I lost a lot of water out of my eyes this time. <laughs> right? Holy balls! Yeah. Uh, wow, that's painful. Uh, it's going to be something different for the next time, too. Yeah.
Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one because yeah, yeah we're, we're I mean we're kind of going a place where you haven't been before so with with fresh. New, we're going to be doing a Letterkenny thing before Letterkenny does it. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Okay, so wait, are, are we like <laughs> keeping it on the down low or well, no? I mean, we, we there's, there's no reason not not to share. Right. I mean, I think it's a fucking cool. It's an awesome idea. I mean, mm -hmm. so uh, David Mack, who we had on our first episode of How Are You Now for Shorzy, mm -hmm. um is an author a, a screenwriter for uh or, or is a screenwriter for television or how does he, that work? everything anyway <laughs> so i mean i know he's written i didn't just didn't know if it's called screenwriting if it's television versus, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's still screenwriting okay. it's gonna so, screen all right so yeah he, so he's written for he's written for uh some of the old he wrote for uh deep space nine mm -hmm. uh he he wrote for uh some of the new ones that are on uh whatever that new streaming platform is that C cbs is on I can't remember. Oh, Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, so it's got he's got the the below decks and one of the other ones I can't remember what. But he's and he's written a ton of yeah, and he's uh, is fun. and he's he, he he, writes, he's written a he bunch of for below decks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, he has. Like, I don't know if he's still written, but he does. Yeah. So and he's written a ton. He's written a ton of uh, Star Trek novels. Anyway, he including uh, he, one that has well, Lieutenant Jared Kiso or right? Lieutenant, Lieutenant Kiso. Kiso. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he is he he wants to do he has decided to do a spec script uh, and wants us to do it as one of the table reads. Uh, and there will be a new character in there, uh, which I'm very excited for. Um, and, but we need to get it in and figure out who's being cast as who because there's. Uh, 13 yeah, we might, characters we might need plus. to in, invite a person or two to help us oh. <laughs> <laughs> like we might like victor might need to we definitely need another femme voice oh uh <laughs> so i talked about this with david and dean uh it, david's gonna narrate so i'm gonna be one of the characters fuck awesome. yeah all right oh, nice. she's gonna be she's gonna be connie mcmurphy Nice. Oh, I was bucking for Katie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd bother Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I love like the too. paint dry. Yeah, Lobo says hi. Hi, Lobo. So, hi, Lobo. Oh, hi, darling. All right. Hey, so, uh, uh, so. I, you probably, I, I know uh, you're probably not going to, you, you're not planning on having an after party there, are you, Al? No, not tonight. Tonight we're we're going to call it a night. We had a right. late, late night last night, so. I understand. Ew. All right. <laughs> well, uh, but anyway, we'll be all on the Twitters, I'm sure. So um, anyway, so uh, it's been awesome having you guys back. Uh, mm -hmm. I look forward to this. So uh, I think we've decided the 5th. It will be our rehearsal. And the week after that is, was that the 12th? That's the last. Yep. So yep. fifth, fifth right. and the twelfth, uh, we will be doing. Uh, do what? What was the name of the episode again? Hanger, or no? Hangry. 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 Oh, I yeah. know what that's like. Oh, yeah. do I know what that one's like? More hangry yeah. right now. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us this evening. Thanks to this awesome crew for showing up and making this so much fun. Also, thanks to the artists featured in our show music. Music for tonight's episode was Chase After Me by uh, Chase After Me Sheriff by Driftmouth, Old Gray Dog by Hard Money Saints, Hollywood by Jasmine J. Walker, Red Carpet by No Ties, Punked by Out of Flux, The Dog by Max H, Baseball by Danny Jalali, and Three-Legged Dogs by Hard Bunny Saints. We will see you next time.
here on How Are You Now? Live Table.